The following show contains spoilers for Survivor, Island of the Idols, and Survivor, Edge of Extinction, and Survivor, David vs. Goliath, and Survivor, Ghost Island, and Survivor, Heroes vs. Healers vs. Hustlers, and Survivor, Game Hello and welcome to a new season of RNG Show Fantasy Survivor. It's season 40 or season 5 of the podcast, whatever the heck you want to count it by. Um, we have a whole crew of people here. Um, let's start off uh, with with the winner of uh, Fantasy Survivor Ghost Island. Hello there, Jimmer. Howdy. Uh, and following that up, uh, we have the winner of Fantasy Edge of Extinction, Toon. Hello. And uh, we have the winner of the uh, the Magfest game of Survivor, the board game that one time we played at Soaring. Yay! Hello. Sorry, you didn't win that podcast. Um, and we have a couple new new contenders up in here. Uh, we have TB for good. Oh gosh, oh, that was loud. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> And of course, we uh, we have a newcomer here, Fred. That's me. Yeah. So we we have this document. Uh, go check it out, rngshow.com slash forty. Um, I, because I don't want to go over all the rules. If, there's, if there's, players, there's so many rules, dude. Yeah. If players do good stuff during the season, you get points. Mm-hmm. If you get all the points, you win. <laughs> um. But we gotta figure out uh, who the heck is getting who on their te- on their tribe on their oh, team. I'm so nervous. God. <laughs> and while Jimmer, Toon, and Soaring uh, have slots here picked out um, because of their previous seasons winning, uh, Fred and TB, uh, welcome to the show. Thanks. Hello. We gotta we gotta figure out who's going first. Mm-hmm. All right. And um, so I wanted to like one reoccurring bit that we've had on this show is redemption island where we have trivia questions except we haven't been able to we've do only that had it for one freaking... season and then nobody got eliminated yeah. for three seasons of the show <laughs> i wanted to come back so uh i want to do more trivia questions okay. um but the thing is i i don't know exactly how much fred and tb know um so more than tb <laughs> yeah so so i decided to go go back look at survivor a bit and I found a reward challenge, uh, or just a challenge in general, that I think you guys would love. Okay. Let's play Folklore. Oh, right. no. You remember that time when Jeff would, like, start talking about all the lore of the island and, uh, like, go on for two minutes talking oh, about Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then give you some trivia questions? Yeah, about how, like, um... Bob went to the store and at the <laughs> store was, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. So... I'm I'm not sure. I I assume you've done a lot of research on the on these players, but <laughs> if not, uh, I'm I'm just gonna monologue a bit about all of them. Uh, if you want to take notes or whatever, I'm gonna give you some trivia questions at the end. Whoever gets the most trivia questions hey right. Man, there's there's no pencils on Survivor. You can't take notes. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, can I just type every everything you say word for word? <laughs> go ahead, try. All right, here we go. Here's your challenge. I'm so focused. Ethan Zahn, sole survivor of Season 3, Survivor Africa, and one of the four players to receive no votes against them on their winning season. Uh, And he returned in All-Stars, but was voted out Day 21. 
Sandra Diaz Twine, winner of Survivor Pearl Islands, and also Heroes vs. Villains. Through these, along with Game Changers, she has played alongside five of the other competitors this season. Amber Mariano, originally on the Australian Outback, and winner of Survivor All-Stars, where at the final two, she sat alongside her future husband, and was also crowned the hottest Survivor woman as part of Survivor, America's Tribal Council, the All-Star special episode. Danny Boatwright, the winner of Survivor Guatemala, the Maya Empire. She secured her spot in the final five with the help of a challenge advantage purchased in the Survivor auction, reoccurring war war challenge seen on Cook Islands, One World, and Kagayan. Yul Kwan, winner of Survivor Cook Islands, was the first of these players to find a hidden immunity idol, which, at that point, was allowed to be played after the votes are read, even though he never used it. Parvati Shallow, competed on Cook Islands, winner of Survivor Micronesia, and returnee villain on Heroes vs. Villains. And none of the questions will include Parvati, because I know Fred will already know the answer. Rob Mariano, competitor on Marquesas, All-Stars, Heroes vs. Villains, and winner of Survivor Redemption Island. Boston Rob has never served on the Survivor jury, despite being the first four-time returning player. We're not even counting Iote. Sophie Clark, the sole survivor of Survivor South Pacific. Say that five times fast. She is the only player to have won two immunity challenges in one day on Survivor. Kim Spradlin Wolf, winner of Survivor One World, the season that started two tribes and two camps on the same beach. Kim has been praised as playing one of the best games by most of the cast during this preseason material. Denise Stapley, winner of Survivor Philippines. Denise is the only player to attend every tribal council during her winning season, only winning immunity once immediately after the merge. Tyson Apostle, contestant on Tokanshin's, villain on Hero vs. Villains, and winner of Survivor Blood vs. Water where he played alongside his girlfriend, Rachel Folger. Well, I say alongside, but she was voted out day six and eliminated the next day from Redemption Island. Tony Vlacos, winner of Survivor Kagayan and returnee on Game Changers. He gave the most episode titles on Kagayan, with a total of six episodes. Natalie Anderson, winner of Survivor San Juan del Sur played this Blood vs. Water season alongside her twin, Nadia, who was the first player voted out. Natalie did not receive any votes against her. Returning after San Juan del Sur, Jeremy Collins is the winner of Survivor Cambodia, during which he attempted one of the craziest tribal councils that Jeff had to explain in the live show. Michelle Fitzgerald, winner of Survivor Rong, this season with the most medical evacuations. After her Day 37 immunity win, she won the Day 38 reward challenge, to be able to eliminate a juror from the game. Adam Klein, winner of Survivor, Millennials vs. Gen X, the first season to include the Legacy Advantage, which he never got. He had a hidden immunity idol, but when he used it, he didn't receive a single vote. Sarah Lacina, originally on Kagayan, winner of Survivor Game Changers. In both of these seasons, she did not go to any tribal council until day 16. Ben Dreebergen, the sole survivor of Survivor, Triple H. Ben is the first person to negate every single vote but his own at a tribal council. Wendell Holland, winner of Survivor Ghost Island, at a historic tied final tribal council, where Laurel Johnson was given the 11th juror position and tie-breaking vote. Nick Wilson, winner of Survivor, David vs. Goliath. Using a vote-steal advantage, Nick cast two votes towards the first successful use of the idol nullifier. 
During his season, he did not receive any votes against him. There you go. That was way too long. So much information. Yeah. And that was your Survivor wow. History lesson. I hope you were paying attention. As if I didn't already know all of that. Looks like I don't have to watch any more seasons of Survivor. Alright, so question number one. Four of these players competed together on Survivor Heroes vs. Villains. What tribe were they all on? Villains, I think. Villains. And you are both correct hey. uh, with villains. Nice. Yeah. Alright, multiple choice question. Which of these players have played for the most number of days? Sandra Diaz-Twine, Kim Spradlin-Wolf, Rob Mariano, or Jeremy Collins? Wait, which one? Wait, who was it? <laughs> wait, wait. D definitely not Rob, so I'm gonna say Sandra. It's definitely Rob. Uh, and TB is correct. It is Rob. I, with uh, 117 days I'm such total. a scrub, dude. Uh, I was not counting Island of the Idols. Well, they've but... been there the same. Yeah, San <laughs> Sandra and Rob have been on the same same number of days. So, it... can if I was you, I'd be so disappointed in me. I am. <laughs> what you said, Sandra? Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't remember because I kept thinking like Sandra played two seasons, but when pre-merge, Rob's been to the final tribal twice and has played two more seasons on top of that. Right. Yeah, Marquesas and Heroes Villains. Oh. You ready for the next question? Yep. Which of these players has not been to a Survivor Auction Reward Challenge? Danny Boatwright, Sophie Clark, Tony Vlacos, or Yul Kwan? Uh, probably Tony. Tony? Both of you are incorrect, I'm sorry. Huh? Freaking, uh, Sophie Clark, uh, was not, uh... It did not make it to a survivor auction. Yeah, there's an episode, the auction episode in Kagiyan. Tony and Spencer both bid for the advantage, and it, it was a very, it was a very heated oh, uh, auction. Right. All right. Fair All right. Enough. Which of these players did not win individual immunity? Sarah Lacina, Sophie Clark, Denise Stapley. Or Michelle Fitzgerald. I don't know. Michelle kind of sucks, so probably Michelle. Sarah. TB. Another are correct you, answer. Are you joking me? <laughs> no. Actually, kick I me think out we should give Fred a Parvati question. Remember, she won and she kicked it down. It's like, pow. what? No, I can't. Yeah, I told you. Day, day thirty. Kicked, kicked thing. Uh, <laughs> no, that. No, see, Tune. Uh, what you're thinking is that day thirty-eight when she won the juror kickout. On day 37, she won immunity. Yeah, so she won the not, challenges not the days in a row. Kick out. She completed a puzzle and then kicked the puzzle. Oh. What? Wait, I thought that was... I thought, oh, whatever. <laughs> I didn't see it. No, the juror challenge was like a balance and hold. <laughs> All right. And uh, at this point, TB does have three points, and Fred has <laughs> Dude, one. I'm so disappointed in myself. Um, and there's only one... There's only one question left. Wow. Um, Can this one be so, worth like four points? No, it's still worth one point. Wow. Uh, but in case you just want to show off, 11 of these players will be returning for their second season playing Survivor. Name as many as you can. This should be like worth so many points. What? <laughs> what kind nope, of. Nope, still worth one. <laughs> what? <laughs> Alright, you know what? Let's ask, let's ask uh, Fred a uh, Parvy question. 
Uh, all right. Uh, who is the worst survivor contestant out of the twenty people here? Sandra. Uh, no, that would actually be uh, Micronesia uh, Parvati as the worst. Uh, my answers were uh, Kim, Sophie, Nick, Wendell, Yule, Ben, Natalie, Michelle, Adam, Ethan, and Denise. I was considering Danny, but I. You, you have at least one wrong. Damn it. And I, I, I said Nick, Ben, Michelle, Kim, Sophie, Yule, Danny, and Sarah. How did you forget Wendell? Oh. Sarah? No, Sarah was the answer to the last one. Oh, that was my last one. I was just reading up the list. Just for reference, how what's the point differential? Yeah, you got ten. TB got seven. Oh. No, that would have been enough. Oh, you rat. That would have been enough. If only it was worth all the points. God. Hey, I only wrote seven, so... Yeah, that's, that's a perfect. We're going with percentages. Uh, we're giving. I'm uh, yeah. gonna add more votes to uh, TV. <laughs> wow, I'm pissed. We are. We are All right. Enough. All right. So uh, we're hey, done I with could... that. Just trash mess. Yeah, I could have. I could have gotten them all right if I just wrote every name. <laughs> we have to open the hey! season with that, guys. <laughs> so it's time for the draft. Oh yeah. So, okay. Oh, oh yeah. I'm done here. Bye. So we. I have five people, and they're going to choose from the list, and uh, they can talk about their choice if they want. After we get through the first five, then Flying will tell us the order for the next set. So, TB, uh, you have won the first position, so it is up to you to have the first pick of the draft. All right. This is pretty epic. Um, Well, seeing as I have first pick, I think it's pretty obvious that I have to pick Sandra the queen stays the queen. Oh, okay. that, that's a very risky and bold choice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, like, bet. I will hold my tongue on that decision, sir. There's a, there's a few. <laughs> well, that, let me just, there's let a, me just tell you. There's a few things to unpack here because, like, Sandra is a huge threat. You might want to get rid of her right away, but from you know another side of the same coin, if you take <laughs> her to the end, who's going to give her a third victory? I think that is a false fallacy. I, I think, think that complete, I think yeah, she I think, makes it to the end. She instantly wins. Yeah, I think that's complete garbage <laughs> because that's exactly what they said the, yeah. in the second season. She won. Well, the reason that, like, the only reason no she way. won she she won Heroes versus Villain is because everybody was upset because <laughs> the jury sucked ass. I know. So I know. This, I'm very surprised by this pick and. I don't know. I guess TV is becoming more of a wild card than I thought because I, I I know exactly who like Fred will choose. I have a good idea of who I'll choose. I have an idea of like soaring, but Jimmer was a complete wild card, and I feel like I kind of like had an idea of what TV would chose. But this one is totally surprised me. I thought that Sandra was going to be the last person chosen yeah. in the entire yeah, draft. Perfectly no fine way. with it because he's throwing. <laughs> I, I I think I think that my draft will surprise you, Tune. Okay. Well, right. I think we all know that uh, Sandra is officially going to win uh, Winners at War because this is the uh, even numbers season. The first pick has always won the season. <laughs> is it true? And my my pre I, yeah. like I I've had to learn a few lessons here, uh, Tune, because previous seasons I have been completely blown up because I you know picked too aggressively. Yeah. Well, I mean, you you chose. Uh... 
you chose Chris and you chose Tommy, right, for the past two seasons. So those are like people who were were both the winners. But they also got me no points. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Chris got all got quite a bit, just all at the end. Okay. So yeah, I I'm very surprised by this, but uh, at the same time, it makes things really interesting. So, uh, Fred, do you want to want to go ahead? <laughs> all right, boys. This is I wonder the who Fred's gonna choose. Decision of my life, dude. <laughs> there ain't even a question. Parvati wins this season. Absolutely, I can say that with absolute certainty. There's no way she doesn't win this season. This is so free. All right, sounds good. <laughs> can't I she's, can't wait to listen back to this at the end of the season. Perfect. Okay, All so right. Fred is penciled in for Parvati, and Soaring, uh, it's your turn. All right, uh, okay, Eeny, Meeny, Miny, Mo, Catch a Tiger by the <laughs> Adam Klein. Okay, okay. Ooh. Okay. Klein. I am a fan <laughs> of the boy. I, you see, I, I just think that Adam has the aptitude to be able to navigate the game a bit, but also he doesn't have a massive target on his back because he was kind of underestimated like from a production point of view in the way that they presented his yeah. win mm -hmm. yeah i think adam is in a really interesting spot for this game because i think that he could get kind of like taken along in the first part as a number and then really like start to plant ideas in the people's heads towards the end i'm just worried about adam in the beginning of the game because i feel like um he's somebody that is a name you can kind of throw out by just saying you know he he's so smart and let's let's get this guy out of here because he knows all of our games like so mm -hmm. well uh also with rob and adam starting on the same tribe i just had like a feeling that adam is the kind of guy that rob would like to target early oh yeah 100 percent. but let's face so, it that's rob never loses <laughs> no. so that's interesting but you know, if we're going with the patterns we've had for the past few seasons, it won't really matter because in a few weeks they're going to be on a tribe swap anyways. Yeah. So I, I've tried to, like, not think too hard about tribal lines. <laughs> yeah, Adam is definitely, like, a, a good pick for the season, and I think he has been a bit underestimated. But, uh, yeah, I think he also has an enemy in Jeremy because Jeremy... Uh, Adam isn't the type of meat shield that Jeremy would want, and Jeremy knows that Adam knows that. <laughs> <laughs> so I Adam is in a very precarious position on his starting tribe, but I think if he manages to make it through, then he will uh, do well at least. You could, but what about like the Jeremy uh, Spencer alliance? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, like Jeremy Jeremy worked with Spencer, he worked with Steven, and those were both people that, like, got him through a pretty decent chunk of the game. Mm -hmm. um, but I think Jeremy just feels threatened by the fact that he knows Adam isn't entirely in his plan. I don't know. I feel like Jeremy has probably grown a little bit, and he might not need, uh, you know, someone like Adam. Because I just feel like Adam isn't quite at, like the caliber of a meat shield he wants right right because like if you have adam and jeremy you're probably gonna want to take jeremy out before adam mm -hmm. i see what you mean 
All right. So it's now your turn. I'm up. Uh, I've thought back and forth about this for a really long time uh, about like who I think will win and who I think will just do well. Um, and it's been really hard. I've been like slowly forming an idea of like who I want to draft. Dude, it but do- I never, it like, doesn't matter who's w- who wins. So I am proof of this. I have had the winner so many <laughs> times and it doesn't matter. You just need somebody who lasts. Yeah. It, pretty much. <laughs> so I, I went outlast. I think oh, at, at the end, the the kind of like strategy I came up with the draft was to just choose people that I like and hope they do well because <laughs> I will enjoy that's, the season. Dude, that's where I'm at. <laughs> like, yeah, Fred, Fred something said something to me the other day. He's like, you know, I'm just gonna choose with my heart, and I'm like, you know what? That just sounds really appealing. So I'm gonna exactly. do someone who who I enjoy, but I also I think has pretty good potential this season and is set up really well uh i'm going with tyson oh yeah that, tyson was somebody who i was you know wavering around in my mind as well because i don't think like he's legend status for his gameplay he's more legend status for his attitude mm-hmm. yeah i think yeah. tyson played a really strong game in blood versus water but it was kind of like low-key um, and he kind of shot himself in the foot in Heroes Villains, and he, he wasn't that tuned in in Token Chains, but I feel like Tyson has done a really good job of um, improving his game every time he appeared, and when I listen to him in interviews and listen to him, like, talk or I'm reading what he's saying, he just, he's so tuned in to, like, what he has to do and how he's going to play the game without having, like, a set plan, right? He just has, you know, a good idea of what he's doing, so... I feel pretty good about Tyson's chances, but I think he's just going to be really funny this season. So say what you want about my interesting strategy, but three out of the four have been my top three. So really, oh, wow. Well, I mean, there's no, there's no. Wait, uh, you can you share you which ones are which. <laughs> uh, poverty was my second pick. Tyson was my third. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what so I. Close. That's we what I figured. So close to Rudy. Uh-huh. Everything. Yeah, no, I was. Yeah, yeah the, the big question for me was whether you would choose poverty first or not, because then I knew it would totally kill Fred's spirit. <laughs> I, thought, I thought about it, and it would be it would have been really funny, but I didn't want to put him through. That. Yeah, no, it, I just met the guy. Yeah, it, it is interesting because I feel like I don't know. It's it's hard to kind of have a pulse on what other people are going to choose, but like Sandra, I feel like is one of those people who are in like low demand, so you could kind of like save her for a pick or two. But I didn't know what exactly. I was getting it, into. It, so. It's hard to kind of have a finger on the pulse. All right. So, Jimmer, uh, we have one uh, or two people from two tribes. So, you're going to kind of like shift the tide with this All first right. so I ha- uh, pick of yours. My, my drafting strategy was I tried thinking back on returning seasons. and So, you roll the D20 I... again. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, actually... What I thought was, like, what would be the uh, common themes of the people that usually do well in these seasons? And my strategy is to go for the least critically acclaimed. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like those people will be forgotten just naturally. You think about, uh, think about, like, wow, the season's really good. I try not to trust it. Plus, I get to draft my homie. Again, mm-hmm. Wendell. Uh oh. Uh oh. Oh boy. Okay. Yeah, I I, right. I knew that Wendell would probably be your first pick. Uh, just 
because I know you have like an attachment to him from the first draft, and also Wendell is like in a really, really good spot in this. He game. really is. Uh, I just think uh, people are like Ghost Island, get out of my face, and they'll be like, oh wait, <laughs> he was really good in that. Yeah, and I think like him tying at the end too, like almost lowers his cred a little bit. Yes. Right? Like, oh, he almost didn't win. And then Dominic but... was also good in that season, but he only had one idol, and he didn't play until the end. So I think he can manage to get by some of the veterans. Yeah, With Wendell played an amazing so social game, and we just saw so many examples of that throughout Ghost Island. Uh, I I think from what I saw in the interviews, Wendell seemed like a, a little bit like too ready to go, and I, I'm afraid that he might flame out early, but if he kind of keeps it under control, and like it's very clear, too, that he will hook up with jeremy as soon as he can yeah i'm just looking um, forward think... to all the furniture that's going to be waiting for us on edge of extinction <laughs> yeah i think i think wendell is, is especially on the the red tribe he's on because that tribe's kind of a mess and mm -hmm. i think he gets his feet in and wendell is set up to go very far in the game and i probably would have chose wendell as my second pick if i had the chance yeah right. um that's really yeah when wendell's a good, definitely good choice didn't like peg wendell as a super big threat mm -hmm. um well with the current survivor game i feel like those people don't do well so right, right as toon right. said yeah, earlier exactly. i just pick like middle of the pack and uh mm -hmm. wendell was six for me ah outside of the top five <laughs> i was also just I'm barely kind of surprised at how early tyson was picked i will say I watching I, I was considering Tyson. making Tyson my second pick if he had I will yeah. say uh, Wendell was not my first pick in the rankings I did but I just feel like uh, mm -hmm. he was the person I felt I had to get now the others I think I could wait for yeah exactly yeah I think I think Wendell is just in a, a really good place you know he's not too big of a threat but like he you know he won in modern survivor which I think is really important mm -hmm. uh, so I'll be able to like instantly know what he's doing in the game so i'm really excited to see how wendell does on this season uh you know when his competition isn't uh you know the ghost island cast <laughs> more like goat island <laughs> so uh that's our first set i think this is a pretty cool set of five right here actually a cool um, set and adam <laughs> Whoa! Hold on. Not nice. Hold on. Is there so? Hmm? Is Adam Talking down your a, own pick? Is Adam a point of contention? <laughs> yeah. The other thing is, I feel like Adam might have trouble uh, against a jury. I'm not sure, like who Adam wins I, against. I felt like generally like, who, who he needs in to sit MBGX, next to. Adam kind of like tended to have a lot of issues around camp so i think that's really the big risk with him <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah i'm all of these okay all the people that we've chosen i'm very curious to see how they do in this season yeah i think that's a that's pretty much where i'm at because we've got some, big boys and, and we got people with unproven yeah. potentials as well yeah because mm -hmm. poverty stands are obviously like the you know two of the biggest targets in the game um so it's very interesting to see how they, like, try to avoid that. Depending um, on how, like, people perceive Tyson as well, I could see him going either way or, or being seen as a huge threat. Yeah, I, that's it's 
I haven't heard too many other people talking about Tyson, but I feel like he could be one of those people where they're like, all right, Tyson is, you know, a charmer and he's smart and he's disarming. Uh, but I don't know, just on that tribe right now, I don't see him necessarily as a person as like, you know, someone caught in the crossfire. See, the way I see it, they're all winners, so they all know what each other are capable of. Mm-hmm. So everybody's going to be wary of everybody at every at all times, so I think that puts it on kind of an even playing field across the board, even if you're a big name. Yeah, I think something that is also important in this season is if you've been voted out before, you know what that feels like, and that's something that Survivor contestants have talked about a lot. Uh, I don't know if that gives me more, you know, stock in the people who have been voted out before, but it's something that, you know, they have experienced, so they know the warning signs. But I feel like most of the winners are kind of tuned into, oh, if they're not talking, then (laughs) something's up. Yeah, definitely. Because that's also an interesting, like, group of people to pay attention to are the second time players, Mm -hmm. where their only experience is, you know, winning their one season. Um as opposed to, like, you know, Parvati's a good example of somebody who has been voted out, who has won, and who has gotten to final tribal and not won. Also yeah. with uh, Parvati, I'm sorry to interrupt, but uh, she's the only person who is, like, on her, like, third-plus season that isn't returning from her winning season from either her first season or her last season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So she's already had that fall from grace, but she's... Ready to come not back like... into it. Yeah, on Heroes Villain, she didn't get voted out, though. Yeah, she did not, but uh, the jury <laughs> said uh, she wasn't good enough. Well. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to our okay, next but, set on, of five. All right, so randomizing the setup for the next uh, set. Uh, sound effects, you know, lottery noises. Uh, first up, we have Soaring. Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, next up, TB. Mm-hmm. Next up, Toon. All right. And then we got Jimmer. I'm being and... <laughs> I, I knew it. I knew it. As soon as he, the first one wasn't me, I was uh-huh. like, oh, I'm Mick last. I'm the, this is the biggest last I've ever had to take. Well, I randomized it. Oh, yeah, sure you did. Random. All right. I say we do it again. Okay. No, no. All right. So... <laughs> Soaring, you you get pick number six. Back to you. You had to wait two, and then you went, and then you have two more to wait, and now here you go. Curious. What do you guys think I'm gonna pick? Uh, no. <laughs> Darn it. I think you're gonna, gonna pick Richard Hatch. <laughs> oh, hang on. We're just gonna call. Uh, sorry, Richard. Richard wasn't allowed on this season. Oh no, he was about to get on the plane. Oh yeah, yeah. We we had to reroute that plane. Darn. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh Nick Wilson. Ooh, okay, okay. Interesting. I see. <laughs> TV sounds very. <good. laughs> All right, talk talk to me about Nick. Uh, I think that Nick's in an interesting place because I I think he definitely has like more of you know what it takes to be a you know, a proper survivor player than what Adam has. I, I still feel like a- Adam kind of disastered his way to the end. And, I mean, sure, Nick started off uh, DVG a bit rusty. He almost went home first episode. But uh, I-, I think he understands the social game on a level that he's very good at controlling. And I think that if he's able to 
you know, create bonds like he did on DVG, he's probably going to go pretty far. Yeah. I, here's here's my take on Nick. I think Nick played a good modern survivor game and a few weeks ago I thought he had a really good sh- shot at this season. And then I watched rewatched David versus Goliath and my opinion has soured a bit on Nick just in yeah. the context of a winter season. I feel like he had a lot of really emotional reactions to blind sides and that's something yeah. you can grow from, which is fine, but uh you know, it just kind of comparing it to uh the social game part where we kind of linked up with a whole bunch of people and made all those nickname tribes, but I've also seen a lot of people say, you know, if Nick comes up to me and tries to make a nickname, you know, screw screw that guy. Well, obviously he's uh, not going to just play the exact same strategy. I, I, yeah, I, I just that person <laughs> I'm just not super confident about Nick in this game, but he does know how to work with advantages really well, which I think is important in these seasons. And I think he's definitely not one of the bigger threats. I think he's like a low mid threat. And I, like, yeah. my strategy is, is, is finding people who will make it far. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's fair. Yeah, because I that's that was pretty much my uh, analysis of Nick as well. It's just that, yeah, he won, but he kind of you know complained and ditched <laughs> his way to the end, and then he won. Yeah, I, was I like, can. Okay. <laughs> I can see Nick hanging around for sure, but I can also see them just <laughs> bopping him. Yeah, for being. I mean, he's the he's the newest winner on the cast. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that comes with a little bit of a you know a little bit of a ding. All right, so TB. All right, you guys might give me crap for this. It's a, it's another uh, big name, but you know nobody's played more Survivor than Boston Rob. Oh shit! <laughs> He's going for it, dude. I can't wait for Rob to be voted out first. You are <laughs> no way. You are fucking insane. You, you this, never know what's gonna happen. This I'm inclined to okay, agree. TB's actually like going insane right now <laughs> wow Here's the thing with the rob pick rob is really great in a tribe and yeah. i think that's super important in this winter season rob has so many connections unless there's a situation where everybody on his tribe is like okay guys here's the thing we're gonna vote rob out right now everybody agrees i feel like that's the only way that Rob goes oh, out. You, you can't let both I... Rob and Amber get on the same tribe, or think... you are screwed. Here's yeah. what's gonna happen: uh, It's like, hey guys, let's get Rob out. Okay. Oh wait, this person just came up as a threat. Let's vote them out, and then rinse and repeat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. and Rob is you know really good in those tribal challenges. But when you have people on his tribe, Rob is like, if you're gonna if you're gonna try and use the meat shield strategy, then you need Rob. Yeah, true. I agree with that. Keep around and the big threats the, until the end. The thing with Rob is that, like we mentioned when we were talking about Adam, Rob is going to do basically the exact same thing that he did in um, the season he won. He can't and, do that. He, he doesn't have like well, a, he, he doesn't is, have an army is, of, of young girls to charm his way to the end. Sorry, not, not, sorry no, no, the, the other one. The yeah, other one where he got and, and you don't know that. Uh, all stars. All stars. Yes, he's going to do exactly the same thing as that. Essentially, where he's you, going you don't to, know that I'm not. But... Sure. I I see Rob playing more of the heroes villains game where he kind of like yeah. tries to humble down a bit. He makes you know a family of the tribe. But the thing I see you know going against that is if there's so many tribe swaps, 
I think that's when Rob gets voted out is when he gets swapped unfavorably. He's really probably like an easy pick off in those situations. Like, cause there's all that confusion going on when you have a new tribe and then it's like, Hey, why don't we just get rid of the biggest threat? So Rob, Rob could, you know, just get voted out, but I feel like there's people who want Rob around because he's a bigger target than them. Yeah. And I, don't... I feel like Rob is one of those people who might just finagle his way back in from the edge. So, so here's my tinfoil hat. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, all right. Survivor is scripted, and Rob has plot armor. Yeah, I mean, that's a very strong argument. Also, let's not forget Edge of Extinction. He could be voted out first. Yeah, and still win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Guys, what if what if he yep. just goes back to his Marquesas uh, gameplay, where it's like, damn, I'm not going to do shit. I'm just going to laze around. Okay. <laughs> okay. That girl's got but nice tits. Did... <laughs> okay, okay but did you see... Last season, he built a mansion. But he had nails. Oh, he that had is, nails. That is that is what is the property value? That is that? so valuable to everybody. They're going to be like, "Hook me up, Rob." <laughs> I'm. But I'm he, really he had production armor. To then. see if we have Wendell and Rob on the edge of extinction together, and they just give them a whole bunch of bamboo, and they just <laughs> that would make... be so good. <laughs> Tony, don't vote me out. I can build you a really nice spy shack. We got, we got the pro- We got <laughs> yeah. uh, Wendell and Rob, the property brothers. Ooh. <laughs> so yeah, Rob. Rob is like a very interesting pick, and like he is probably the you know by far the biggest threat on the season, but. As much as I want to say he'll get voted out right away, I also feel like there are ways that Rob gets to the end. Definitely, I, I trust. I trust it. I imagine I the way that Rob is going to go home is people are going to say we're expecting a swap slash merge soon. We can't let Rob get on the same tribe as Amber. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's it's, the more it's like possible. That's the more direct uh, threat with Rob is that outside of like how he's going to play that's such a huge thing that both tribes are going to have to play around Mm -hmm. and honestly i i would really like to see these two get on a tribe and just see what happens (laughs) yeah but it would also i don't know it it would probably be disastrous for i i could see either of them backstabbing each other Mm -hmm. they probably they probably i think the tv moment would be too good to pass up (laughs) yeah they they went in knowing that this is the game we can't do what we did last time so from now until 39 days we're enemies you know Mm -hmm. but so there's a lot of different ways that can go because they could stay as a couple for you know a while and then eventually backstab each other or they could backstab each other like immediately i mean they could also just go to the end and have like a two-thirds chance of winning a a two million (laughs) dollars yeah but but the other thing but i don't think they could ever get to the end together yeah they couldn't together is going to want to get one of them out because they Mm -hmm. understand that power so rob really interesting uh element going into this game Oh, wait, no, it's Dude. my turn. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, keep thing. talking. Okay, okay. So, y'all know how Sierra voted out her mom? Wait, she voted yeah. out her own now, mother? Yes, yeah. her own yeah. mother. Now, hear me out. This is the next step. Oh, you no. vote out your own spouse. No. That's yeah. the biggest play no. of all time. They would change it's the good TV again. It's oh, good my TV. God. Speak it into existence. It's TV for they, good? They're going to do it. TV. <laughs> 
like do you remember how how absolutely game changing dude it's gonna it be was when sierra voted out the the uh that wasn't game changers actually i mean it, it did get oh her on gosh. game changers but uh that wasn't game changers Listen, Jeff Probst will never shut up about Sierra voting her own mother out, uh, Eric giving up individual immunity, and he will not stop talking. Well, well yeah, because she she that. voted out her mom. Voted out her mom. Listen, uh, listen hang on, listen. hang on, to, to, uh, Tune. Can I confirm something? Is uh, Sierra mm-hmm. another one of uh, Fred's uh, survivor crushes? No. No. All right, listen. Don't let Sierra voting out her own mother distract you from the fact that Eric gave up individual immunity at the final five. I want to give individual immunity to Natalie. Okay, don't (laughs) let the fact that Eric gave up individual immunity at final five like distract you from the fact that Sierra voted out. Okay, 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 okay. We we can we can stop memeing. Okay, so the next pick. Uh, I I feel like I can swing for the fences, or I can uh, maybe like pull from soaring strategy a bit and choose someone who I think is also set up well in the game. And I guess that's what I did for Ty. Either, either way, basically, I'm saying that I want to choose Denise for this one. I've seen a lot of people say they want to work with Denise, and I feel sure. like on that starting tribe, uh, she is in a good spot to kind of go wherever she wants. Mm-hmm. Uh, Denise, I don't think will get voted out early for being like a you know a hindrance to the challenge even if she lost all of the pre-merge challenges in her season um i think denise has a good shot to go well i i wouldn't choose denise to win necessarily but i see denise hanging around for a long time i could definitely see that especially so I, with, I, don't, like... I don't have much like personal attachment to her either but i just feel like denise is like a smart pick because they're like i'm looking at the list and they're like people i want to choose but at the same time, uh, I feel like I want at least one stable person. Yeah, I definitely don't see a situation early on where she's like a target. Um, she seems like the type to that's. She seems like the type of person that somebody would go to as like the first person to get into a vote, mm-hmm. right? That's sort of how she comes off. Um, where she's not necessarily the target, but she's also not necessarily the one that's like putting out the idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but somebody you know, like Adam, who's specifically mentioned Denise, would see her as a like very uh reliable vote. Yeah, I just and I think you know, Denise played a really good social game in her season too. Um, and so, you know, like being a therapist didn't hurt her too much there of, you know, therapizing people or anything. Um, so I think Denise has a good shot, but I also don't like, don't have a whole bunch to say about her. Mm -hmm. Tune, why do you do this to me? (laughs) (laughs) Why? Why would you pick the person I wanted to pick? Sorry. This is brutal. Now I have to come up with a different strategy. You know what? <laughs> I came up with my strategy. That was fast. All right. So hear me out. Remember what I said about uh, critically acclaimed seasons? They will not win. Uh, uh-huh. I'm going to continue with that strategy, but I think I have this person ranked number one in my really? power rankings. What? Yes. I'm going Kim Spradlin. Wow. I think she played a really good game 
And I just, I know I said that, uh, I know she's a real threat and people are aware of it. I just mm-hmm. think that with, like, everyone else, she is pretty high up on the women's meat shield, but I just have a gut feeling. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You can't shoot women like meat shields. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kim is a really good survivor player, but like some of these other people, her winning season had a really poopy cast. Mm-hmm. So I'm <laughs> super excited to see Kim play with actual competition. Uh, Kim's also coming in with a very big uh, reputation behind her, especially in recent years. People really talked up Kim. Um, but almost like what? Parvati in a way, Kim is extremely like charming and sociable. I watched one Instagram story of hers, and I feel like I want to marry her. <laughs> so I feel like I feel like if she just meets a few people on the tribe and like, hey, what's up? How's it? You know, it just like really draws them in. Like I think nobody will want to vote her out right away. Which season did she win? Uh, she well, won one, one world. world yeah, twenty four. Okay. Like gotcha. the thing with one world is like when you've watched when you did what I did and watch every episode of Survivor in a year. Uh, the ones that have bad casts you don't remember. Mm-hmm. So like, I I do remember Kim like very broadly. Like she she you know carried her own enough that I I'm aware of who she is, but like I just can't remember anything she did. Which is you know, that, that that's on me and on the rest of the season as a whole. Uh, but I th- I, I, think I think the fact that her that she stands out to me as somebody you know on that season probably speaks a lot. And I think that's something that will be shared with a lot of the people playing on the season. I think they won't fully remember everything that happens on One World. It'll say, "Oh yeah, Kim is really good," and I don't know if that's a good thing or not. I feel like her name because came up a lot in know. the ET Canada interviews. But yeah, that's the other thing. Everybody was like, oh yeah, Kim played a really good game, which makes her a threat <laughs> because, you know, she has this reputation for being very good at Survivor. Yes, but I think like, in turn, eh, you're right, but usually in the first stage, it's more of like, who's not a good fit for the tribe? They have to go. Mm-hmm. Like once we get yeah, to the I merge, think... then I'm worried, but. As, as important as advantages are in modern survivor i think the social game is also continuing to be very important and that is you know kind of kim's strength and also kim won what four immunity challenges that's the record for a woman and i'm pretty sure she also got advantages so it's not like she is as out of her element as some of like the really old players i just am afraid of her threat level but i would love to see kim do really well in the season all right Fred? Fred. Man. Um, I didn't think I'd get this far. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think I'd get this far. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, th- there are like two or three people that would immediately stand out to me. Mm-hmm. And it just comes down to like basically what I'm trying to f- f- theorize and think through is if Parvati does well... <laughs> <laughs> who does she do, do well with, right? And who yeah. would go against her? So I'm trying to, <laughs> right, get in that myself, like, okay, this person has this personality. They mm-hmm. would either target her or work with her. Um, yeah. And, you know, and on the con- on the other hand, these people would not work with this person, who would definitely go for poverty. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Well, I... Alright, I have things to say after this, but you can make your pick. Oh, no, you can say things now. 
No, because you need to make your pick first. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know, man. Like, uh, I don't want to influence you at all. Yeah, but I want you to influence me. <laughs> okay. 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 I, I heard Tina's really good. I I I, I think <laughs> that you should pick Tony Vachos. Okay. I, I said a while ago when I first like agreed to the draft that mm-hmm. I would pick with my heart, and I'm still gonna do that. Yeah. And I'm gonna pick Natalie. Okay. Because okay, I get the vibe from her that she and Parvati would be like on the same wavelength in some capacity where like, you know, hypothetically the big, the big dudes like Rob, uh, Ben, Jeremy are like, mm-hmm. we're big beefy dudes. We got to get out the, the <clears throat> not beefy women or something. And then they'd be like, Hey, Natalie, do you want to vote with us? And I'd be like, wow, Rob's a dick. And then she'd go over to Parvati and be like, hey, Rob's a dick. <laughs> and Parvati would be like, I know, right? And then they'd like, work together and just like destroy the game, right? And that's just like the vibe I get. <laughs> I think I think Natalie is more likely to work with the dudes because she's said that about herself. Uh, but I also think that Natalie is a really good pick for this season. And mm-hmm. I feel like of all the people who have been chosen so far, her and Wendell are probably the people who I feel like were taken from me. <laughs> uh i thought about choosing her uh as my second pick but i wasn't quite sure i i think natalie played a really amazing game in her season and had great moves but she is so present all the time i guess is the best way to put it that she, she won't fly under the radar yeah definitely i definitely she, she definitely doesn't you know, to compare, like, to uh, Denise or something, she's definitely mm-hmm. more of a, like, gonna have an opinion and, yeah. you know, get what she wants. Um, which is why, even though I, you know, obviously agree that she would tend to lean towards, like, a guy's alliance, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. but at the same time, just with the specific personalities that are yep. amongst the guys, it feels like they could clash pretty hard. And mm-hmm. then if comparing to like a, a Parvati, who also is like a I'm gonna get what I want kind of person, it feels like if as long as like their target's the same, I think the two of them could do very well together. Yeah. N- Natalie also has the benefit of coming in with you know, not a very large, like, target on her back, especially. Yeah. It's more dependent on what she does in the season itself. Uh, what I think is interesting about her is of everybody in the season and all the tribes, the most notable connection present on a tribe is her and Jeremy because they were mm-hmm. so close in San Juan del Sur. Yeah. Um. Now, whether they specifically go out of their way to avoid that or they lean into it, that's going to be kind of a threat on that tribe. Um. So it could turn into a situation where, everybody else turns on those two or they just kind of work together and then they team up with a majority alliance and it kind of works out like that so i'm mm-hmm. i'm curious to see what happens but uh natalie is pretty high up in the people who i think will do well in this season nice i'm just afraid for her in in the first couple of votes yeah yeah for sure Alrighty, should we randomize the next set? I think I should just uh, yeah. go Let's first. Go for it. <laughs> that's 
That's not how this works. I should go again. The lottery sound. Alright, we're, we're halfway done, by the way. Alright, so, 11th will be Toon. <gasps> Ooh. Of course it is. 12th is Fred. <laughs> look look at the streak of blue. 13 is Shimmer. I, sh I got, oh, I got no. <laughs> Palindrome height. 14 is Sword. Okay. <laughs> and TV. Two this last so, in a row. So close to just being the serpentine <laughs> yeah. of the last. <laughs> this is really funny. Okay, man, I'm. I didn't want to go again so soon. I wanted to let a few pegs get knocked out. See, that's what I kind of liked about the last group going last because I got to see a bit more of where. Yeah, I feel like middle pick is in a really good spot. Okay, yeah. so and it's interesting because I know when my next person will be right because I go now and then I wait one, two, three, four, five. And then I get to go again. And then I'm leaving three people left over for the end. And I thought that some of these people, uh, or I guess to say it better, I think some of the people that I thought were going to be at the end were already chosen. But there are still people left who I... So who do you think was going to be at the end, huh? I'm huh? sure. Huh? Uh, yes, yeah, Sandra, Sandra and, Rob. and Rob, <laughs> basically. Uh and TV has picked up both of them. <laughs> yep. So looking at who's left, and then oh, being... you don't even want to know who my next choice is. <laughs> now I do. I'm so interested in where you go with this. You'll because... have to wait. Uh, TV is totally going for Amber, so, so that he's gonna ride the the Mariano train all the way. <laughs> no, so that way I have both eggs in the basket in case one of them breaks. <laughs> <laughs> <There you go. laughs> You know, I feel like this decision here is actually kind of easy. And there's someone I've been eyeing for the past few days that I do really want to choose, but I am not going to because I feel like, you know, we're only halfway through, but I feel like we are starting to, you know, kind of narrow down into the, the less desirable people. So because <laughs> I have this opportunity... that, they're scary. <laughs> <laughs> Be because I have this opportunity... Uh, I'm. I feel like I have to take it. I will pick up Jeremy. I yeah. Respectable. The way you're cool. talking about it, I had a feeling. I um, feel like with who's here, like Jeremy has such a big target, but at the same time, I feel like he doesn't. Right, mm -hmm. and I think he has an opportunity to integrate, and he's very good at lowering his threat level, and he's set up well, and he knows what he wants to do, so. I didn't. I didn't think I was gonna pick Jeremy. I thought Jeremy was gonna get taken away really early in the draft. Uh, and looking at who's left here, there's like maybe three people, three or four people. I'd be happy to choose. But if Jeremy's here, like I, I have to take him. Yeah, I definitely thought Jeremy would be a much higher priority pick for like basically everyone. Um, because my last pick was between Natalie and Jeremy, and mm -hmm. I just had to sort of feel out like what. I expect how I expect them to respond to the other people in their tribe. Yeah, and I think. Jeremy... I thought you. I thought you were going to choose Jeremy. Mm -hmm. uh, it was really close, um, <laughs> but now was my first instinct. But mm -hmm. yeah, J Jeremy, I could see pretty much working with anyone because if it's like you know the big guy alliance, then he fits right in, and he likes that position because 
you know, Rob's a much bigger threat. Um, mm -hmm. But then if he feels like, you know, that alliance is not going to work out, then he also has uh, big threats in, like, Parvati, and even, like, Natalie to an extent, um, who he could also, you know, work with pretty reasonably. Yeah, I and, like, the two people, I think, who are most associated with Jeremy on this cast, Natalie and Wendell, I feel like I would have preferred to have either of the two of them. Mm -hmm. but uh you know i i mean i have jeremy and i didn't see this happening and that's kind of why i didn't choose him for my second pick because i all like i had already resigned in a way uh and natalie was a little too volatile i think so yeah i mean here we are <laughs> yeah and if no one else wants to weigh in then it is back to you fred <laughs> oh man see this is where it gets like actually difficult because mm -hmm. now everyone i either like don't really know yeah like pretty much everyone left on sale i'm like i know who <laughs> michelle is uh, uh -huh. <laughs> like, yeah and I, what's interesting too with you is that like you you're gonna choose somebody and then you're just gonna like wait for a while and then you're gonna have a 50 50 of who, who you want yeah pretty much <laughs> um so like this pick's like kind of important it's oh, it's also really hard because my general feel is that I want to pick from the call instead of picking only from Sele because mm -hmm. that just makes sense. But nobody really stands out like um, Natalie and like Jeremy did for my last pick. Yeah, I tell you what, though. There is somebody from that tribe that really sticks out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah! <laughs> I wish. God, I wish. Dude, Rick was the homie. What would be the Chris Underwood? If Chris Underwood was in the season. <laughs> be awful. <laughs> what if Chris Underwood played the same game as he did? <laughs> that would be awful. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I, think I, I think I know who I'm going to pick. All right, lay it on me. Go for it. I am going to go with Yule because okay. he comes off to me as a very low-key person in general. Um and I could see sort of sort of sort of similar to like a Demise where people I could see a lot of people going to him as like a reliable vote. Yes. And somebody who's not going to have a big mouth and, you know, instantly reveal to the person, to, to the target, that they're the target. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like that kind of position can end up being really strong early on. Uh, so, I don't have a totally good idea of, like, what that tribe's going to do in general. But I think <laughs> Yule's pretty safe yeah too early on but the thing with yule like he completely like socially dominated the later half of his season but right. also a lot of his domination was kind of due to the unique immunity idol rules that season that is yeah. true so but I'm, he didn't I'm use also it just looking at like how you know the three the alliance of three just like destroyed the entire game yeah that, that was i think also <laughs> Can, I can think, like you know take away from his his game, but at the mm -hmm. same time, 
the vibe that I get from just like Yule himself lends lends itself to being successful. I think, or it's not Yule, too much, but it's also not like so little that it's nothing. Yule's a very like kind guy, and even on like the preview that we got, you know, everybody's walking. Oh, says, oh welcome, welcome, guys! Wow. Right, Woo! he's very friendly. I think everyone will get along with him well. I just think everyone's going to be very afraid of him because, mm-hmm. you know, we don't know how Yule plays when he doesn't have, like, a very overpowered advantage. But they all know he is extremely smart yeah. and very charismatic. And I think that, like you said, there will be people who go to Yule, like, on that first day and, like, try and link up with him. And I think you will have a lot of options. But I, I, I'm afraid that because people won't know what to think, think too much about yule and we'll just say he's so smart like he will start running circles around us mentally i think like a big downfall for yule is just because of the way he won he's kind of is and especially since he hasn't been playing for so long he's kind of legendary mm-hmm. but he's also not really a big challenge threat either so he's really easy to just get rid of I think, like, with Yule, though, like, with his idol, it was overpowered, but he didn't use it to, like, save himself from elimination. It was close to it, but... Well, he didn't have to, because it was too overpowered. Yeah, yeah if only... nobody would vote for him. If only he, Penner he... would have voted for him. He knew how to, you know, use it in the best way possible. And I think that's what is most important about Yule's game, is that he is, you know, very intelligent, not just, you know, like, with smarts, but how to interact with people and how to get people to do what he wanted yeah i mean like, like the thing they is, call it the, the yeah. hidden immunity idol but he was like no this is more powerful than it showed off yeah so like mm-hmm. i know it was different with the uh super idol i guess but i feel like if he has an idol like something big will happen with it as opposed to just oh i played on myself he'll probably yeah. still do yeah, that yeah i but... agree definitely he, he definitely has that like awareness i guess i'd say to you know find what is actually best f- the what the best way to use you know an advantage like that is mm-hmm. yeah um, a lot like nick where he you know he had it but he didn't just use it like he collaborated and planned yeah, and figured out the yeah. best way to use it yeah and then parvati having two idols and you know <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i think i think in a, in a more meta format too i feel like yule is about where i expected him to be picked you know right like a little past the middle uh because you know will yule win the game probably not like it, it survivors changed so much and we have a lot of people who haven't played in a really long time but I just feel like Yule is somebody who can be a like pretty decent consensus pick. Yeah, I feel like Yule Yule will be loyal, and that's you know that's the game he played. But I also feel like people will agree to vote Yule out. Yeah, into the later stages. That's, because, that's pretty much what I thought. Because I feel like, like if yeah. you're in alliance with Yule, I feel like you can't ever feel confident that you are like the one with the upper hand. I feel like if you have Yule standing next to you, you're always going to feel, like, a little inferior in a way. <laughs> I <can see laughs> Maybe that that's just for me. Sure. Uh, it's too yeah, nice I, and I smart. I definitely get what you mean. Um, he wasn't somebody that, like, stood out to me, even just looking at, like, who's still available. But when mm-hmm. I really thought about, like, you know, between the last, you know, two or three that I was picking between, yep. I just felt like I knew the most about Yule. And it, 
what I knew and what I felt was like good. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think he's definitely you know like you said a mid to later pick in terms of the draft. Um, and he just feels like a pretty safe, solid pick. Yep. All right. So if that's wrapped up, Jimmy, uh, right. let's see what you have next. So I'm really excited to see all of Jimmy's picks. So <laughs> I don't at this point. I don't have anyone I feel strongly for. Okay. So I'm just going to keep that in mind. I think this person that I'm going to pick, uh, I just have a gut feeling that this this contestant is so under the radar. <laughs> that they might... You could say that they're invisible. Probably. Sure but here, here's the thing. No. Uh, oh? However, they, I think they are just completely forgotten. In, invisible, you could say. But I, no, the problem is they no, they will be a main character of the season because of their story. <laughs> <laughs> no, not Boston Rob. I think uh, when when you don't play since season eight and you come back from a life changing experience, and that. I think Ethan's going to have a run. Who the hell I, is Ethan? We didn't watch that season. I know. <laughs> See, he was he was one of the early winners, but I feel like when you think about the early winners, you think of like Rich and Tina and like Sandra. Ugh. So like I think he's forgotten as one of the early pioneers and I think he's had time to watch everyone cuz most of these people have seen like what the game is now but we don't know what Ethan would do in this situation. I thought, oh, he wouldn't understand it, but I think he does understand. I think he will understand it. It's just no one knows what his like. This game has just changed. You guys all suck. <laughs> so all I all but those I past know three about... were all in my three picks that I had coming up. You all assholes. <laughs> so what? What I know about Ethan is almost entirely from the research that I've done in this preseason because, you know, I watched a season and I didn't, I don't remember liking it that much. And I, you know, it was so long ago. I took, I pretty much completely forgot about it. And then when Fred and I went through the series and we didn't watch Africa. So I, you know, who is this Ethan guy and everything I'm looking up. Like I really, really like Ethan, Ethan is, Ethan I is think really Ethan is one cool. of my favorite players of all time. He is really just like, he will get along with people so well he is extremely charismatic, and I think Ethan is going to be more prepared for this game than people will expect. Um, he's talked a lot about, you know, the things he's done and watched up all the seasons and, you know, physically trained himself. Um, Ethan has also a really compelling story, and I think that's kind of been what a lot of people have been saying is, uh, you know, the biggest thing against him is that he has such a good, you know, surviving story that people will be threatened by his chances to perform in front of a jury. But he's I also agree, not but... going around like saying, "Hey guys, I just got off cancer treatment." Uh, like, <laughs> like, I mean, unless people have been, you know, you know, following yeah. Ethan Ethan's personal life, then they probably won't, you know, know. Yeah. So I I think Ethan's chances in the game honestly are are really good, and Ethan is somebody for like for a while who I thought would be my first pick. Um, but I just, I just feel like there's, I, I'm getting a vibe from Ethan that he's just going to end up going early and I don't want that to happen. 
but See, I just like feel that. I understand that. I, I get the complete opposite vibe. As soon as <laughs> Jimmer said the words Ethan, and uh-huh. I really considered it, I'm like, oh, Ethan just wins this season. And I didn't even know anything about like his personal life or anything. I'm just like looking at him. I'm like, wow, Ethan actually mm-hmm. just wins this season. Yeah, Ethan <laughs> is pretty great, and I think he is an excellent choice. And I'm, I think Ethan in my mind probably was going to get chosen a little bit early, but I also feel like it makes sense where he's chosen yeah. now. Uh, I I think Ethan has a shot. And just to sort of add on, uh, Ethan has one of the rare perspectives of, like, he's looking at everyone because he's caught up on the seasons. But no one's really mm-hmm. caught up on him because yeah. Africa's not really necessary to catch up on how to play Survivor. Yeah, and even if you watched Africa, it's like, you know, it's, what, the first to the third season you watched. Yes. So it's it's going to be so far back that by the time you catch up, it's not going to be at the front of your mind. This right. man had to fight off lions. <laughs> what? Yeah, Africa, dude, is wild. Uh, <laughs> Literally. Yeah, dude, yes. it, it was crazy out there. Uh, so Ethan, I yeah, Ethan, I think, is great. And if Jeremy was taken, I probably would, would have chosen Ethan. Um so wait hold on this isn't fair if he, i if i knew he had <laughs> like fought on literal like lions i don't know man i probably would have uh, picked him a little sooner <laughs> amazon prime you can get it uh yeah no that's the wrong season oh <laughs> okay uh, all own, right like sick ethan montage of him just beating with of a lion. <laughs> he didn't actually fight a lion hand to hand. Okay, but now I okay. want to see him fight a lion. <laughs> Just, there were lions right, right so outside their camp. Invasive there. species in- infiltrate Speegee. <laughs> soaring. Oh, yeah, I was going to lead into it. So, Soaring, you know, you've been talking a lot about us stealing all your picks, and yeah, you true. haven't chosen anybody in a really long time. Uh, so, going back to you. Okay. So this is where I'd planned to put in a bit more of a like re- like high risk uh player. So I was thinking Ethan because you know I really like Ethan. He is probably one of my favorite Survivor players of all time. But I also you know thought you know that he might be a bit of a threat you know because it's an early season and it's one that you know a lot of people can look back on fondly. And Ethan was very predominant that season. He was probably. You know, between him and Lex, the main character. But, uh, so, going back to our draft order, Toon picks Jeremy. I'm like, okay, Jer- Jeremy was my, my third place choice here. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, I'm like, okay, uh, Fred picks Yule. Oh, sh- Yule was my second one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, as long as Jimmer doesn't pick Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I, I did have four people picked out for this risky pick, so uh, come on in, Ben. Ooh. Okay. Uh, as soon as he said risky pick, I <laughs> could have, I would have bet so much money that he was going to pick Ben. I think Ben will do okay in the season. I think Ben will not do great. I'm going to be honest. I don't. I'm just concerned with Ben. How so? Uh, well, like. In terms of, like, reviewing the season that he won, like, especially Survivor Reddit, which, I don't know. Which is full but, of angry people. <laughs> no, but, like, apparently people are like, Ben played the worst game, and he won because of 
immunities. So I was Correct. a little concerned of like all the people that we picked previously. We were at least like, oh, you know, uh, they had a really good social game. Uh, they're really brilliant in terms of strategic gameplay. Ben is more of like, here's an idol. <laughs> yeah, Ben has hey, a man, production. That, that's how on Rick Devon played. <laughs> yeah, no, so y'all were talking about. Uh, Rob's plot armor? You ain't ever <laughs> seen how thick oh plot armor is. No, we're gonna start off, and it's gonna be like, oh, uh, by the way, uh, we're gonna have a uh, final 20 uh, fire-making challenge. <laughs> <laughs> Tribal council is over. <laughs> Dude, I can't wait for production to literally put an idol inside of Ben's bag and be yeah. like, oh man, you just found it. Someone's gonna make a fake idol and give it to Ben and just be like, this is actually a real idol. A real yeah, idol. it has been maturing in Ben's bag for the past three days and now has gained the power of a full idol. <laughs> you see, you, see yeah. Yeah. you guys are camping on the uh, same island we used for Ghost Island, so... <laughs> <laughs> so Ben it, I think Ben's a good choice for who we have left I think Ben will do okay in the season um, but I don't think Ben will do very well and I also don't think Ben will do poorly like I don't I... think I don't think anybody's being like alright let's get Ben out like the third pick or whatever but he's he's just gonna be so dangerous because people are alright we can't like if Ben gets an idol then it like it's over right then he gets 17 <laughs> idols yeah 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 I could see because... Ben in the final three as the goat. I cannot. <laughs> like, okay, so... <laughs> I don't think anybody drags Ben to the end, because you take yeah, Ben definitely. too close to the end game, and then as soon as idol, you get idol, back idol, from idol, Tribal, idol. he is immediately looking for an idol. Mm -hmm. So, my, my thing with Ben, I would never in a million years have drafted Ben, no matter what. <laughs> um, because I don't think he has anything going for him. And like the he, the other thing, he, Fred, is that we didn't we didn't watch all of Heroes villains. We only yeah. watched the finale. So like you are missing Not some Heroes of the you know the nuances of Ben's game. Like he did he did all right. Uh, and he played he you know he had some yeah. fun social moves, but in a season or yeah in a meta where the entire game is managing and lowering your threat level, that is the opposite of what Ben does. I have yes. uh, I have Ben ranked twentieth in my rankings. <laughs> <laughs> So I think I think I think Ben honestly is a a pretty good like point. Yell Duncan on Ben to too choose. much. Like point, not, not zone, plural, just but... singular point. <laughs> He'll but, get a one point. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> I, I needed somebody uh, who wasn't a total right, goat. Okay, okay, guys. Okay, okay. just to, just a cl closing statement. Uh -huh. Um, the, you know, this is have to go on on record. Probably should go off record. I think that's a dog <laughs> pick. <laughs> oh I boy! I respect your choice. <laughs> so TB has also waited just as long as Soaring to make a pick as he did last turn, uh, and this is effectively your last choice because after yeah. this, yeah. you are going to be given a character as decided by Fred. Yep. So uh, getting getting the uh, getting the last pick of this round, the last pick of all of them, which. <laughs> The last one is TB's audio went out here, but he decided to pick Michelle. Yeah. Oh, okay. That, that was, yeah. That makes sense. Ooh. 
Who? Uh, oh, right. The one who definitely didn't deserve to win. No. Okay. Can I talk oh about God. Aubrey for a hot I knew second? this was going to happen. Look, Aubrey is literally the greatest person of all time. And I, she, like, she deserves the fucking world. And she got scammed so you know, Fred, hard. I feel like anything you say in this point is going to come from a purely emotional state of yes, mind, and none of it but... will be actual helpful input. <laughs> okay, so no, no, I'm no, no, going no, to no, say no, something no. here. Hear me out. Hear I... me out. No, 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 no. I actually have a thing. So I agree with that. <laughs> but if we look at somebody like Ben, who has a, who's in a very similar position where he's going to be underestimated because it seems like he was, um, you know, like he didn't <laughs> deserve to win, right? Or, so, or like Adam, maybe. Yeah, or Adam to an extent. Like, that position is, like, very interesting to consider, but I don't think it's going to help them very much. Because even though threats are obviously, you know, the ones with targets on them, I don't think the people without targets on them are going to be strong enough or relevant enough to actually win at the end. I do take back my statement. That does come from a a perspective of logic. Um, I do want to say that Michelle is like, if you had to choose someone like without thinking at all, I feel like Michelle is the best choice because if you look back at every other return, like not all of them, but almost every like all-star returning season, you have Amber, Sandra, Sarah, all underrated and almost unknown females who came into the game and went through and won at the end. And Michelle is that person this season. But I think that's the reason why she won't win. Because I think everyone will say, okay, let's look back at what happened in all the other seasons. And they'll be like, okay, we can't let Michelle get to the end. Because Michelle is likable and she knows how to fit in with so many different groups of people. And we see in her season, you know, she knows when to build up the people she's working with and lower herself down um so i think michelle is in a really good spot this season and i think she will work with parvati instantly see that okay so that is like was actually very that is the most guaranteed alliance i think yes when i was looking at this tribe right i was like i am very close to picking michelle maybe not like uh second i knew you like I, i knew that you probably would never pick her just because of the emotion see, associated. No, see, that's the thing. I knew <laughs> that I had such a big bias against Michelle, but when I really thought about it, and I was thinking mm-hmm. about like who would work with Parvati, I instantly thought of Michelle. And I was like, yeah. that's interesting. And I don't I, think she's like, obviously I have my, you know, bias, uh-huh. but I think her as a person can do very well. And especially if um, her and Parvati get the momentum right mm-hmm. because as soon as you know poverty has momentum it's insane so having that like near guaranteed alliance early on gave me a lot of like reassurance mm-hmm. for both of them and i'm and like okay michelle, michelle could also, be a good pick she's also grown a lot you know since she's won you know all these people have but michelle you know on a you know shorter level has like seen everything uh, I, I'm afraid that Michelle will try to overcompensate a little bit and try and prove that she deserves to be there a little bit like Ben. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she might end up playing too hard. Um, but yeah, I feel like if you had to like blindly throw something, I like easily see Michelle winning. 
um, and just, you know, getting to the end because it lines up with a lot of the winners that I feel like we've had. Um, there's something I was just about to say about, oh yeah. So I, I totally expected to be choosing Michelle. I thought I was going to have her at the 17th pick and she would have been, you know, one of four choices. So I'm kind of surprised to see TB pick her, but at the same time, I am also surprised that she was not chosen much earlier. I would have picked her as my last pick if she was still there. I think if you mm-hmm. didn't have to worry about counterpicking people, she she would have been a early pick, but <laughs> nobody wants to, you know, yeah, go for, exactly. the, for that type yeah, of strategy. I, I was kind gate. of banking on choosing Michelle towards the end, uh, but here we are. I also thought Jimmer was going to choose her, like, every time he's <laughs> talked, he so. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to pick Michelle next. So I don't think flying under the radar is an option, and I think they all know that. So I think going into it, that's not the mindset people will be going for, because if they see it even start, they're going to call it out, you know? I agree with you to a point, but I also feel like there's going to be so much attention on the huge names that there will be people who will kind of be able to slide a bit. Yeah, just by virtue of how massive some of the targets are. But I do agree that no one is going to be, like, forgotten about. And no one's going to be instant, like, oh, you know, uh, you know, there probably will be, you know, some sort of goat on this season. But no one is going to instantly say, okay, this person I need to take with me to the end. Because everybody's won before. Everybody can win Survivor. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's sort of the point I made before about, like, people in, you know, Ben and Michelle's position, where they don't have a target on them right now. Mm -hmm. They have to have a target at some point, or else they're just not relevant. Um, Uh And And especially in the season, it's like, you're going to have to, you know, do something, or even if you do get to the finals, you're not going to win. Right. And that's why, like, it's, especially with Michelle, it's interesting because of how guaranteed the Poverty Michelle Alliance is going to be. Mm-hmm. It is interesting to consider what she's going to do from that position. Um, because it's obviously, like, how the bo- how both of them need to get far right yeah yeah michelle i think is a little bit of a wild card and i also see her you know being seen as someone where it's like they like i don't know it's just i don't see a group being like okay we want to target parvati so let's vote out michelle because that's something that has happened in seasons before but i just feel like with this group they're just gonna get out parvati <laughs> mm-hmm but, you know, whether that will help Michelle or hurt Michelle, we will see. But I think she is socially very savvy. But you oh, just have a cast definitely. full full of great <laughs> social players. So how much will that really help her? Because mm-hmm. that's also something that we haven't, like, discussed specifically is, like, there are so many players that are very social. There's nobody in this season who really stands out as, like, oh, like everyone's gonna hate this one person or you know these -hmm. specific people are totally gonna like bicker and blah 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 yeah nothing like that stands 
out. So even though, you know, especially Michelle, who has, like, a ridiculous social game, it's hard to see that having a huge effect, but if we think about, you know, people not talking to Parvati because she's, you know, one of the biggest threats, well, then maybe Michelle can, like, sneak into the other alliance and then mm-hmm. get information, right? She could be, like, the double agent of sorts. Yeah. You know, which is, like, a huge part of the game that relies pretty much entirely on uh, sociability. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Michelle is very interesting. Definitely. And now we go into our last set, which is uh, predetermined based on our first picks at the beginning of the draft. So uh, starting the end, Jimmer, it is you. Boy, looks like everyone but one person has two Sele members on their tribe, except for me. Let's fix that. I want to pick Danny just because I want... I want two purple and two (laughs) orange. (laughs) Wow. I want two purple, two orange on everyone's tribe. I want the first person in the lead to be the person that has the uh, vote and safe vote. I think Danny, in a certain sense, is like the original disappointing winner like it's not it's it's not it's not as bad as michelle by any by any margin Uh but like her winning didn't feel completely satisfying either like it was another case of just a garbage final group yeah i i feel like of the five people we have left danny is the easiest choice like the best choice like, out of i was the five like we have i was thinking okay i need two per i need uh two purple two uh, orange two uh mm-hmm. dackle and two sele and i i was like wow this could be a good choice and then i looked at everyone else on uh dackle <laughs> i was like wow this is an easy choice yeah i i was kind of hoping that you would you would choose someone else because i i did really want danny so we were we all wanted danny (laughs) yeah that's kind of the way it is like well i wanted her and i got her what season was she on guatemala 11 you know i'll I'll give it to this cast like usually at this point in the game we're all like scraps but we're still fighting about who's taking who uh i yeah i i also do not know a lot about danny but i just feel like she will do okay I feel like she will do okay, and maybe she will do well. Um, and she, the way that she can play the game and, like, communicate with people and kind of wiggle out of situations like she did on her season is going to be her greatest strength. I just don't know how much, how like, how well prepared she is for this type of gameplay. Uh, she has almost no target on her back which i think is really good um but she kind of i don't know just like compared to someone like michelle i feel like she is a little bit worse off in the game but i'm really interested to see how she does i don't remember guatemala that much was she uh was she the one that was like literally someone else misplayed their hand and she was like oh looks like she wins uh, I don't know. I mean, she went up against Stephanie from Palau, and was being she, super aggressive that entire season. Yeah, Stephanie kind of threw oh. with making the jury oh, hate her. This but... is Dan- this D- Danny was that season. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, Danny, I think could adapt really well 
into the current game but i also see her not catching up and just kind of falling to the wayside mm-hmm. uh in this tribe kind of like in this thing. in the sele tribe where we have so many con- like little connections with everybody i, I feel um, like danny was more of an outsider like within her own season mm-hmm. uh and i'm not sure like she couldn't make the connections back then that she really to you know have much power in the game yeah, how is she I going to adjust to modern survivor yeah, that's the thing that's most notable about Danny, right? Is coming into the merge and being in like a huge minority and being able to wiggle her way in and turn everybody against each other and kind of just make it forward. And that's kind of what we've seen a lot in Modern Survivor is like one group is at the disadvantage and one group is at the advantage. And the group with the disadvantage always turns it around. Mm-hmm. Like we've just seen that over and over again. Uh, yeah. and not not fully in this last season, but it's just like after watching. Um, like ghost island where it's like you have wendell and dom kind of at the bottom and then they turn it around and then you have uh the davids who come in at the merge and Mm -hmm. they win and then you have uh lesu come in uh, at the merge and they're fractured but they also kind of like figure out how to you know get through and even though it doesn't (laughs) fully matter in the end (laughs) it's like you keep seeing this pattern over and over again and that was still lesu who won especially Especially watching all, you know, all the seasons that we've watched recently, back to back to back. Mm-hmm. It's just the same It's pattern. like the disadvantage is the advantage. <laughs> yeah, because no matter, just in Modern Survivor in general, as soon as there are, you know, three, two or three, four votes that are tied together, basically, mm-hmm. somebody from the majority alliance is going to be like, I really hate this person. I want them out. <laughs> And we have three votes just sitting there for free that will suddenly put them in a better position. So they're always going to vote the way I want them to. Um, And, you know, that's like, even though it's like, gets a little predictable, it's still something that's going to happen pretty much. Um, So yeah, it's just, interesting <laughs> especially with fire That's, tokens yeah. it won't even be they in their hands yet another layer of duplicity to the game that was not there before mm-hmm. all right tune <laughs> <laughs> uh i i am I... looking at these four decolons <laughs> <laughs> and i think you and i are gonna be very are gonna be on the same wavelength just looking at these last four, so I have a uh-huh. pretty like good idea of who you're going to consider. Uh huh. Yeah, I mean, looking at it because it's funny because it's like I choose somebody and then I leave three behind, right? And then mm-hmm. Soaring will leave two behind, and then you will choose from those two people. Yes. Um. So I'm kind of thinking about the chain <laughs> and who I want to send down. Um, and looking at these people, it's like, it, it makes sense that these are the last four remaining, (laughs) (laughs) right? So I, for the past few minutes, I've been like staring at these four and they're all like, oh yeah, I will, you know, it's like before we started out, I was like, okay, I'm not going to draft these people. (laughs) Like they, they are all on the list of like my do not draft. Uh, but here I am, 
and I'm having a really hard time. And I feel like that's what has been for me a lot in the past is when you get to the people that you have the like worst feeling about is that the hardest time choosing. <laughs> and what's interesting is that this is kind of similar to, because I remembered in our edge of extinction draft when it wasn't quite the same because it was when there were four like picks left, but I was the last one. So it was like not really a pick, but it was like a very similar situation. And in the spot, I ended up choosing Rick Devins and mm-hmm. then he ended up getting a bunch of points. <laughs> so it's like, you know, who of these people will, you know, unexpectedly uh, turn things around and end up getting me a, a bunch of points. Right. Um, you have like Amber who may be targeted, but you know, can also be, you know, kind of like a, a sneaky and smart player. You have Tony, which is a very, you know, crazy player, uh, you know, maybe he was humbled by his time on Game Changers, but he's never done well in, like, individual challenges. You have Sarah, who, uh, you know, has done very well with advantages and finding them and is very good at working with people. But a lot of that, at least the social part, comes from uh, her being unexpected going into Game Changers. Uh, and now she has a huge target because everybody knows of that reputation. And then you have Sophie who played a pretty solid game, um, but, you know, might have a good shot in this season, but how well will she do for points? I don't know. Um, But I think, even though though this is the last spot and it feels like I want to just go risky and choose Tony, I, (laughs) I just feel like, yeah, I, I think I'm going to choose Sophie for this one. <laughs> uh, I was really hoping you'd take Tony. Yeah, I, I like part of part of me, part of me in the back of my head is like, Tony, just choose Tony. Like, just do it. It'll be fun. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, uh, yeah, uh, no. <laughs> so of these four people, I, I kind of I felt like Sarah is probably a good choice here. Um. But I just feel like I wanted to go the safest route, so that's why I picked Sophie. And Sophie, I feel like, had some kind of, like, you know, weird attitude situations on her season, but Sophie has also changed a lot. So I think Sophie could do well. Sophie is very, like, in tune and knowledgeable when it comes to the game. So I think she could do all right, but it also does not surprise that I'm choosing her towards the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what what she did great is you know seeing her win condition and sticking with it to the end. Yeah, and Definitely. I don't think she's not going to be someone that people are going to be like, "Wow, that's Sophie. We need to get her out." Mm-hmm. On this on this very volatile uh, red tribe, again, like she's not one of those early people, and like someone like Tony and Sarah uh, and Amber <laughs> all are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so I I'm I'm curious to see how the rest of this draft plays right. out. I think I have an idea, but So, like I said, uh-huh. um we are yeah, like definitely mm-hmm. on the same wavelength where yeah. I definitely have that little voice in the back of my head who's like, "Man, if Tony's still there, I feel like I gotta, <laughs> <laughs> but I really don't want to." Um and I think my first choice out of the last four would have absolutely been Sophie. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, I, like I don't think I don't think Tony comes to this game and does the game changer things. I'm looking for an idol, <laughs> and then he runs into the woods. Right? He's not going to sure do that, that again. Like sure? I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think Tony will try and play a more sensible game, and Tony is going to be one of those prime meat shield uh, people for uh, you know others to take advantage advantage of. I can see, like I think Wendell and Tyson maybe said that they want to like try working with Tony, and I see that happening, but. He's just so like unpredictable, and he's crazy, and he's un- insane, and <laughs> like uh, I don't know like, what happened. If if Tony did better in the individual challenges on his season, I feel like I might actually be more willing to take him. But it's just like, yeah, he's such a like mystic, unknown, legendary oh, element in this season. Tony, Tony <laughs> on the edge <laughs> of extinction is going to be fun. <laughs> he's just going to be off the rails. Yeah, so Tony for me is a complete rat. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so I would say even even if he <laughs> Yeah. So even if he plays like um not like a psychopath, uh I still don't see him doing very well because yeah, it's as like, soon as who's, he, who's gonna he, trust him? <laughs> yeah, as soon as he, uh, you know, assumes his rat form, somebody <laughs> like <laughs> Sandra or something is immediately gonna be like, he's a, he's a guy. Gonna, gonna rat. build. The, <laughs> I want him he's out. Gonna, instead oh. of the the sly shack, he's gonna build the uh, rat nest. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's oh my gosh. My biggest issue is Tony is that even if he doesn't do any of his like typical tony antics i still don't think he's a like <laughs> good enough player to navigate a mm-hmm. game where everyone is aware of you know what he's going to do yep i just want to say that sophie's not going to be targeted simply because she was selected and then we proceeded to not talk about her <laughs> <laughs> okay well okay, yeah because yeah, so Sophie, like I said, was my first choice out of the last four. I don't remember anything too specific about her, mm-hmm. but I but that's a part do... because she wasn't like shown that much in the season. Right, right, right. I just know that like looking, if trying to you know figure out who I'd want left. So um, I was actually to hoping draft. to pick Sophie up here after uh, yeah. after Danny was taken uh, because like. Given the cards she was dealt back in South Pacific, I feel like Sophie knows how to navigate difficult situations <laughs> effectively. Mm-hmm. Uh, Definitely, yeah. I think what what Sophie you know did best is not just you know following towards the win, but like keeping that alliance together and keeping it in check. And you know, Coach was a big part of that with all the Coach things he did. But I think Sophie, if you know, she gets a group together, she was assistant coach. And- it, yeah, everybody like, loves keeps them going and coach. keeps everyone together and is like oh you know no like you shouldn't make the like the move to you know like make this big move now like that's not a good idea because it'll raise your threat level and the threat level people always get voted out early like let's just like hang with what we have for a little bit and like keep it going and then in if she gets to the final tribal then you know those can be her moves it's like i kept everybody in check <laughs> yeah i <laughs> and this is where I will now say I'm ready to announce, guys. I'm ready to announce that uh-huh. the remaining three picks are garbage. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, wait, hold on, hold on. One last thing about 
Sophie, is that even if she doesn't, like, totally stand out as, um, you know, where, like, at least for me, I don't get, like, a specific, um, theory around her. Like, I can't really picture exactly how she's going to play, who she's going to line with, and all that. But I think Mm -hmm. she's one of those people who's a very safe pick. um, Yeah. Where even if she doesn't necessarily make it super deep or, uh makes any huge moves or anything she just seems like she's not the other three in terms of like Uh level and yeah (laughs) i think safe in general but especially compared to the last three and i yeah like so i've been saying this a lot but like sophie is like right in the best like place to be picked right like there's no point choosing her early but it's like of what's left sophie is like a good choice mm-hmm. low demand and everything so speaking of low demand uh soaring <laughs> go ahead and you are you know very narrow very much narrowing down who we have left available so uh, you guys just spent maybe. like uh the entire time i was gone digging to tony i believe <laughs> uh, so, so I, uh, I don't know what she was talking about <laughs> so i think you guys have covered the the, the issues with tony but then you, uh-huh. then, what you issues? then you've got amber <laughs> <laughs> And just having the Mariano name attached to her brings in, like, all of the uh, perceived threat of Boston Rob, but also none of the perceived value of Boston Rob. So, mm-hmm. I, I, I see her just really being a target for the legacy of her name more than anything else. So what you're telling me is that you're picking Sarah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to pick Sarah either. I appreciate the exasperated sigh <laughs> in response to that. I don't like Sarah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think she... And neither will anybody on the season. <laughs> I, 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 I think she. This is the third time that Tony and Sarah are working together. I, I, I... Not working together on the same, on the same season. I think she's cocky, ag- ag- aggressive, and just doesn't play nice with others. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think I think I have to pick Amber. Like this is garbage, dudes. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, and I'm gonna say this in all seriousness. When I did the rankings, I sort of put everyone versus each other. I had Amber 11th, but I just didn't like her. Mm-hmm. So I don't view her as I, that I, bad. I just think that Rob's sort of shadowing her in terms of the Amber figure alone in the season. I think has way more potential than amber with Rob. yeah like even though like mm-hmm. oh having them together that's an obvious advantage right but it's just like it's it, it reverses to be so much of a disadvantage i i'm not really liking amber's chances here uh i think she could like wiggle her way in but i just think rob will like hold her back so much unless she yeah. votes him out but even then it's like there's the edge of extinction but what if so amber like, there's so many elements that are kind of holding amber back in a more meta sense amber's got to come back without rob <laughs> But what what if Amber votes out her husband? That yeah, would but that, change like... the game in ways that we haven't experienced. But that, that would just put a, a legitimate Sierra target on her back. <laughs> but something like that, yeah. I think, could like help her in the game. But all that's going to do is, oh, she's made big moves. Now she's a real target. Mm-hmm. I, I, and then Rob's gives her a hidden immunity idol with spire <laughs> Just... <laughs> Rob cashes all of his fire tokens in towards her for the entire game. 
as so. much as I like <laughs> Amber, she will never do well because she is just such a threat like, like objectively something that, uh, that i'm like kind of struggling with here is amber has never really had her own role in the entire right of survivor like that... she, she was very much a background character on australia and then uh really her role in all stars was like rob's obsession which you know is... <laughs> i don't think that's entirely fair i think you like i think you have to give amber some strategic credit for all stars even if we don't see it i i feel like a lot of what they did there was probably on a pretty like equal format hey man um, nobody gives I definitely nobody points this out she's technically the only person who has both won a car and the game of survivor <laughs> <laughs> yeah so the... i definitely don't think amber's like a weak player by any means. No, no, I, I don't I think, think she's weak issue... player. There's just so much hurting Amber coming yeah, into the season. That's the, that's the thing. It's There's so much hurting her, and I don't think there's enough backing her up to that. That's that. really how I feel. Like, I don't think she, on her own, is a garbage player. I just think that I haven't seen her in like enough of a con- like, taking control position mm-hmm. in her seasons mm-hmm. that like I don't have a lot of confidence in her being able to take control of this season, especially when she's got the Mariano t- taboo. <laughs> yep. Yeah, because you look at somebody like Michelle. Pick where... someone from our last four picks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, yeah. we dumped all of our under-the-radar girls at the end. <laughs> yeah, but somebody like Michelle, right? Where like she does have certain things working against her, her like legacy and whatnot. But the thing that's, you know, on her side is her ridiculous social game. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can weigh those two things against each other. Amber doesn't have anything like that that stands out as, well, even if she's in this bad position, there's still this aspect. Like, nothing like that stands out. Yeah, of of these, you know, these four ladies that we have conveniently all next to each other, uh, I think <laughs> that... Like I would totally rank them, uh, like their chance of doing well in the season in the way they were picked, and especially yeah. like you're saying, it's like you know having things that are you know good for them going into the game and things that are bad for them going into the game. It's just you know Amber just has too much going against her. But yeah. you know who knows? Maybe maybe you know she does get to the swap with Rob and then they dominate and then they go to the merge and they just like write up. It's it's just all stars again. <laughs> And, like, everybody we want to do well is voted out by them, right? It's just all-stars again. (laughs) I'd be so sad. I'd be so upset. That's See, that's what I was thinking earlier. Um, I think we talked about it after TV picked Rob, how, like, couples work in seasons where people are too disorganized to actually break up the couple. But in a season like this, where... As soon as like a couple's even vaguely relevant, there's going to be a majority who wants them split up. And so even if they do get, you know, put on the same tribe, there's no way that they last very long. Yeah, and it's the same thing with like how I said about Yule. It's like if you are in an alliance in an alliance with Amber and Rob, do you really think that you're not number three? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like how do you think that you're getting between that? Mm-hmm. 
So, uh, Fred, TV, I have a question for you. Uh-huh. Oh, when are you a cop? <laughs> uh, who's asking? Man, this is... Yeah, are, are you feeling more like a cop or a criminal today? This one's tough, dude. Or a construction worker? <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> okay, so here's everything, right? I've been really considering this. So... When I watch this season, do I really want to root for Tony? <laughs> do I really want to vote for Sarah? You know, yeah. Cho- choose the person. Yeah, when it comes down to it, like choose the person who you will be more happy with being like, yes, they won, or yes, they found an idol. Exactly. <laughs> so for me, that would probably be Tony. <laughs> this one's difficult because looking at sarah's season i think her i think the way she played in some of her moves are far more uh reassuring than anything tony has ever done (laughs) you know things like uh voting sierra out after she told her about the advantage like that's a move even though it was a little Mm -hmm. you know on the nose it's still like a decision that she had to make um and i think that that shows a lot of promise. However, everybody Tony, knows that. And go go ahead, go ahead. Tony gives me hardcore Russell vibes because they're bald. And because Tony is the type to completely like fumble through a game, <laughs> but just have just be so you know, somebody that's so obviously a rat will just somehow you know rats are really good at like getting into small places right so they're the, they're gonna find the idols they're gonna find the clues because that's what they're good at so part of me wants to fall back on that and get really excited when tony completely chokes and throws <laughs> and then just finds advantage after advantage after advantage because it's so Tony. here's what it comes down to for me, right? He's the it, one who I tried to build a rat nest people. last uh, season. <laughs> <laughs> I think people will want to work with Tony, and I don't think anybody will want to work with Sarah. I, I think that right. Tony is the biggest meat shield that this has. But he's. I also feel like he's so unreliable that that's not, not <laughs> actually going to come to fruition. Because if you just... I think Tony if Tony makes it to the merge he's fine. Uh, I mean you have to make your decision. But I've made mine. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> Cause, but okay, cuz cuz what I think about is like when he's trying to get out Sandra, right? Everyone's like, "Yeah, okay." And then nothing ever came of it. And then they like, mm-hmm. you know, almost unanimously voted him out which, like, is very telling of how people, you know, view him. Um, and that worries me. I mean, ba- yeah. back when we though, were doing, uh, like, uh, Edge of Extinction, all, like, t- Tony was everywhere in the preseason content, especially, like, around <laughs> War Dog, where everybody's like, that Tony Vachos looking guy? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> he, 
I don't want to feel like I'm campaigning too much too. I just I feel like Tony coming into the season will really look at what went wrong in Game Changers and have time to kind of think about that and how he wants to change. And from what I've seen, Sarah is coming into this very confidently and is like, I'm trying not to hey, say I'm too much in this discussion here. Cause I don't want to just throw TV under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look at the I am confident that Fred, I'm confident that Fred will uh, choose who he wants in the end. But I, Go ahead. I, yeah, do it. Yeah, just, I, I just... think <laughs> I think it would be way more fun to see Tony do well. So I'm gonna have to pick Tony. Okay. Even though I think for most of you know these past few picks, where I could very clearly tell who it was coming down to, mm-hmm. um, I was pr- probably leaning towards Sarah. Mainly because her name is Lucina, right? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> um, but I think if I had seen, you know, these uh, preseason clips where she seems, you know, very cocky and confident, I would have very quickly shifted towards Tony. I think that I think. Sarah thinks that she's a much better Survivor player than she is. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I think Sarah played a really good game. But it was because of the specific circumstances of the game she played. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I see that oh, happening. That your, uh, yeah. first boot My thing with uh, Tony is that, like, in the first stage where it's uh, tribes, he could be annoying, I think. And that's where his downfall would be. But individually, people can just brush it off, I think. Mm-hmm. And that he just has to make the merge. And he has a chance. I could see that. Yeah, I, Tony. Yeah, Tony, man. I, there's a lot of unknowns on this cast. I feel like, you know, even you maybe even more than Danny. It's like, what the heck is going to happen with Tony? Like, <laughs> what the what is happening here? Yeah, <laughs> he he's definitely the most volatile by far. Where he can you know completely throw and be first boot or like uh-huh. do fine. And know? I think it's interesting since you know since i picked sophie we've been talking about tony nonstop, basically <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah like there's a lot to go over with this dude yeah because because the thing that's so interesting about tony is that he's not just abrasive and stupid he's like clearly intelligent enough to <laughs> do well generally uh-huh. right he just he's won before has, yeah he's won before and he's just um and I mean, like, you know, even just taking uh, how he convinced um, Wu to take him to the end mm-hmm. is, like, very telling of his abilities to actually uh, be persuasive. I wonder if that right? says more about Yule or uh, Wu. Yes, <laughs> I, and I agree, but he's not he, – he's intelligent enough that I think – he can do fine. It's just that his personality in general can be very abrasive, right? So it comes mm-hmm. down to how much he can 
tone that down. <laughs> Tony. Tony that down. <laughs> so, yeah, so I think I think from the time Soaring chose Ben, I feel like the rest of the draft was like predetermined. <laughs> Just going yeah. down the line. Uh so we we've been going for a really long time. I know we're all a little excited <laughs> to wrap it up. We do I, I do want to have us all go over our winner picks in first boots so we can have them on record. Uh but I Looking back at the draft, I am very happy. This was very fun and uh, much less anxiety for me in previous drafts. And I think an element of that comes from having an idea of who everybody is. Because this is the first returning season we've done, you know, full returning season. So it was really exciting. And I really liked breaking down everybody and seeing everybody's different opinions. And there were some picks that really surprised me. Yeah. Uh, and some that didn't. <laughs> I do want to say that Soaring's tribe looks like complete trash. <laughs> <laughs> like consistently every pick is like what and then you know towards the end it's a little different new person, like, looking new at person. soaring's tribe on the left here it's like wow <laughs> adam I, nick ben amber look, what look, like what a what a group <laughs> i love i i think adam's great and it's gonna be really fun to watch uh-huh <laughs> nick I try. I definitely. I try to just be like as chaotic. Here's the as thing possible. with Soaring's tribe. I think Soaring's goal, right? He said he was very clear. That Soaring's goal is to get people. Sorry, <clears throat> was to get people who will not last go home in the, the first three episodes and kind of float for a bit. And I, you know what? I think Soaring did that. I think Soaring made the exact tribe that he wanted. I just don't want to yeah, have people go home that. in the first three episodes again. <laughs> See, that's such a dude. That's such a weird way to play, dude. I, I was on this poverty boat from like hey fred i hope your first three people go home too yeah yeah i think fred Fred has the most volatile tribe yeah i'm fully committed to getting every single person that i love and adore being voted out in the first oh my gosh no i hope that's gonna be that's gonna be incredible i agree i hope you get the first three voted out i hope you get the first three voted out but uh, i hope the part was the last one but if they get momentum, right? Because uh-huh. that's the thing. Yes, they can absolutely be voted out super early. But but if they're not, when they're not, <laughs> do you know how absolutely cathartic it's going to be to see Parvati win? Uh-huh. Do, you, do you know how absolutely insane that would be for me? And that's like, that's so worth it. That's 100% yeah, worth Jim, it. Jimmer's Tribe, I feel like, is probably like very good. And it's also exactly what I expect from Jimmer's Tribe. <laughs> uh tb i'm surprised that he went for sandra and rob tb's tribe was incredibly sus until <laughs> until he picked michelle uh-huh i feel but i also feel like the way we broke down everything i feel like everything kind of makes sense but i don't think i ever would have wanted to have sandra and rob yeah i wouldn't want either ever in a million years and i think my tribe is exactly what i wanted I well, I did want Michelle, I think, well, but yes. Overall, it is the I got tribe a, you picked. Yeah, 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 but you know, it's like a lot of people, you know, lost out on things they wanted or whatever. You know, Soaring said that a couple times, especially. But I feel like every every time I got to pick, I like wasn't you know under so much like oh god, like I can't believe this person got away from me. Mm-hmm. I'm just You're looking trying. forward to not having a Pat Chuzak, a Jessica Pete, and a Jeremy Crawford. <laughs> <laughs> your your okay. tribe surprised me 
quite a bit. Just because I think the only one that I expected was Jeremy. Mm-hmm. Um, Tyson surprised me, but it also makes sense because I know that you like Tyson. Mm-hmm. Denise, I didn't expect to be anyone's second pick. Uh, she definitely felt like a third pick for me. Yeah. Um. So and that's really... that's that's what I was kind of afraid of because like in a bit of an unknown element and looking at mm-hmm. the people who are kind of chosen after and i got really lucky too with the way my drafts lined up and if i didn't choose denise i would have chosen natalie and then you would have chosen jeremy and i feel like i'm happier right. with having denise and jeremy than having natalie and uh ethan mm-hmm. or michelle or something so i think everything lined up pretty well for me all right so like i said a little bit so is there anybody who just kind of like putting anybody who doesn't have Sarah as their first one out? <laughs> or are we kind of all in agreement for this what, one? What, what a leading question. <laughs> well, Sarah, I'm, Sarah's I, first out, I think. Like, I, It's just something that we all kind of like a few of us touched on. At the very on at least, she's going to get votes. See. Oh, and you man. can do whatever you want. Uh, I, I, I didn't, you know, I don't mean to. Like I, yeah, I knew someone was wrong because I didn't know much about Sarah, and I thought, okay, she's gonna be under the radar. But then you see, like, who'd you vote out first? Sarah, Sarah, Sarah. <laughs> yeah. Uh oh, really? I don't, I don't think anybody's gonna work with Sarah, and then that translates into okay. Well, she's no gonna be the to new Tony. Her, then who is she gonna be working with? Mm-hmm. That's actually a really good uh, parallel, Jira. Is that <laughs> I can absolutely see her being this season's uh game changers tony and every time she plays she just plays like how tony did last time (laughs) and then tony's gonna win this season (laughs) just like sarah did in game changers she's in a game she's in a game of liars uh, as somebody who prides herself on being able to know when people are lying see i want so badly to pick somebody other than sarah (laughs) Uh-huh. Also, because, like, you know, we all crafted I, perfectly even teams. Yeah, well, that I, one I was kind of that. forced by Jimmer. Yeah, <laughs> like once once Jimmer picked the two two, there's literally no way for us to not go even. Unless well, you trade someone, yeah, we were just we were just left with a whole bunch of people. Being, if I, I I mean I would have, yeah, I mean, yeah, like I wouldn't have. I would have chosen two-two. Danny, and then it would have probably been more blue than than red yeah and then i would have picked michelle but you know life don't last all right so let's 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 go through this so just because you are set up first fred go ahead and and... okay 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 so sarah's the obvious pick Mm -hmm. but the way i'm drafting makes me really want to pick somebody like sandra because even if all of the analysis and evidence in the world could be like, oh yeah, Sandra's never going first, part of me is like, whoa, what if she do though? Yeah, I, uh, the first the first <laughs> boot pick I feel like, is the the most casual of them, and you know either have, you know it's whatever. I feel like the winner pick is the one where you get like clout from it. Like you know, who cares if oh yeah, I got the first boot right? Yeah, because especially <laughs> with the first boot, it's like oh, what if the other tribe just like. Yeah, exactly. That's that's part of it. It's like, okay, you know, who who knows what happens, so. But I also, it's also just so lame to have 
everyone just yeah yeah the yeah same, <laughs> the same yeah i, I did know? not expect that to be happening I... <laughs> no i'm picking sarah i, I, I <laughs> okay I, I don't know i don't see her <laughs> doing well and i think it'd be hilarious for all of us to be correct or all of us to be wrong <laughs> <laughs> all right soaring going to go with Tony, you know, cover our bases. Okay, okay. Fair, fair. Uh, Let's face TV. it, guys, the Orange Tribe has to lose. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Sarah, alright. This is the new Malolo Low. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we can fill in the other ones. So, here, here's where it becomes a little more nail-biting, is the winner pick. And... In some seasons, it's you know it's just been oh the person you chose first is your winner pick, but sometimes it isn't. So uh, I guess if we go, do with you Brad, guys honestly think one. that I think Adam's going to win this season? <laughs> well, that's I mean that's what I'm kind of getting at. It's like it's it's not always true, so it's it's not as easy as just you know converting over. So Fred, do you want to start us off? Yeah. So <laughs> if it wasn't you know blatantly obvious. Uh, I'm definitely picking Parity. Mm-hmm. Again, recognizing that, like, on all fronts, it's mm-hmm. very unlikely. But when she do win, that would be th- the most hype thing I've ever experienced. Because I was hyped. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think what was what was really notable with your path to is that like you really like Parvati in her first season and that's mm-hmm. something I don't think a lot of people can you know necessarily agree with right because she yeah and I forgot that in my list earlier you know she's also one of those unexpected females who came in and won <laughs> mm-hmm. so yeah it's it, it, I just think it's neat that you like already had picked her yeah. as a good person in the game and then she came back and actually won yeah, and that's like, you know, I just have to commit to it because mm-hmm. it was, it feels like destiny, right? Where in this random season where the main characters were this alliance of three and Paru just kind of, you know, was there and then got voted off with the rest of that tribe. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't help but feel like, you know, it, if that... If I get, you know, that vibe from her that early, it's just like, okay, I have to, because it'd be so great, right? Round two of season 16, where mm-hmm. I have no faith that she's going to win, but I pick her anyways, because, you know, it'll just make it heart. that much greater. Exactly. And then it's so fun, because then if she doesn't win, that it's still more emotionally impactful right mm-hmm. and it's just fun and her boot episode is going to be incredible <laughs> our, our, the, this ep- our podcast for that episode is going to be insane so yeah <laughs> i also want to choose parvati really for wow. almost very similar reasons and i think what it really comes down to is i am not a hundred percent like fully confident in anybody because i think with every other season i've been very confident in my winner pick and every time i've I've been wrong (laughs) so this time i similar to you you know there's no one that i really want to mark 
with having too much attachment to. So I might as well choose the person who I think would be a really fun winner. And if they don't win, that's fine because I have no expectation. But if they do, I can at least say that I, I called it. <laughs> uh, so I don't have much expectations going into this one, but I don't. I don't feel confident enough to really mark anybody else. I, I wouldn't say I'm surprised, but I am glad to have a brother in arms. <laughs> <laughs> like I think, like I mean, like I think, you know, there's so many people that I can go through who I think can win. Uh, yeah. You know, everybody, at least the first three on my draft team: Michelle, uh, Adam, Danny, Ethan. Kim went Jimmer's entire tribe uh (laughs) Natalie there's like so many people who could win that I just feel like it's not as easy on the season to be like okay this like it comes down to three people choose one of the three people so uh yeah I'll just go for Parvati you know slightly for the meme and smartly for the it would be really fun and you know like I think she could do all right heroes versus villains she came in with a huge target on her back and then look what happened yeah Jimmer uh, this might shock you too. Uh, I didn't know who to pick, but uh, Malcolm did his best to recruit me <laughs> as a Denise what? Stan. Okay, I thought you were putting Malcolm as your winner. <laughs> I know, I was ready to... No, <laughs> not, wait, did I miss something? No, not... Malcolm. Malcolm has basically sh- like sh- listed everything she did. I'm like, oh, and then mm-hmm. not directly, but I was thinking, well, she's not known for her when she's more the matching is more known. For Denise's win than Denise's actions, uh-huh. we could see a different side of her. What? Yeah, I, I, think I, I think this is a good one. I think this is a really good winner pick. The reveal I'm waiting for is when we finally find out that Joe is Malcolm's son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Malcolm and Ozzy's uh, adopted. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, I want Ethan to win. Okay. I mean, if I, I, like I, just, I said earlier, I just love Ethan. He's, he's so nice. Hardcore winner vibes. <laughs> for some, God yeah, that's knows that's reason. how I kind of felt too a little bit ago. I, I've changed since then, but like last week, that's definitely how I felt. And I think if Ethan, Ethan, if Ethan plays a game that gets him to the end, I he will win. Yeah, like he he will either you know kind of fall behind and get voted out and like he'll be done for it. but if he gets himself to the point where he's at the end of the game then he must have played such a good game that he wins or he'll play a yeah. total background character like he did in all-stars <laughs> maybe <laughs> that, is, that is uh you know potentially the case uh, um, i i feel like no matter what ethan will be a character on on this season i, I feel like yeah. ethan is no matter what happens with yeah him. ethan's very stoked to be here so i think he's really gonna you know try and be present Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I wasn't entirely picking with, you know, <laughs> my heart and soul, <laughs> uh, I probably would have picked Ethan. I definitely would have picked Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let me rephrase that. <laughs> okay, TB, you're up. TB's audio went out here, but he picked Sarah as his winner pick, in addition to his first one-out pick. <laughs> <gasps> what a twist. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> Edge of extinction, Batman. 
the absolute plays, dude. <laughs> no matter what the score is, if this ends up happening, TV, you just win the season. Yeah, edge of oh, extinction, man. It it's crazy. <laughs> wait, I wait. Oh my god, he's right. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe he could both. He could just be correct. Period. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god. All right. He's TV's giga brain. <laughs> yeah, TV's been like s- subtly manipulating us through the entire draft, so he wouldn't even have to choose Sarah. We just give him, give her to him. <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, here's the thing with the draft is the the player who comes back from Edge of Extinction will earn all the episode points that they miss, which isn't, you know, as much as if they're out there winning challenges and getting advantages, but it's a it's a pretty big chunk of change, especially if they're voted out first. <laughs> yeah, he really played us. He picked the two <laughs> biggest names. Uh-huh. And it just chilled the rest of the draft being like, yeah, I just get Michelle. I just It'll get come Sarah. To me. <laughs> yeah. Alright. So, so that's everything. That was, I mean, it went for a long time, but I also feel like we really broke down every choice and every person. Mm-hmm. So I'm really happy with uh, everything we went over today. Yeah, and it was really fun. now... I can't wait for the first episode, and I know who I'm going to be watching closely. (laughs) Man, I'm going to have, like, (laughs) panic attacks on the daily, and then nightmares about Uh Jeff reading Parvati's votes and snuffing her torch, and I'm going to wake up in a cold sweat with tears running down my face and be like, the episode's not for another week. (laughs) And then the final three comes, oh yeah, Parvati's back. And then she wins out of nowhere. See, that, even though I completely uh, think that, you know, Redemption Island and Edge of Extinction are garbage mechanics, it really <laughs> benefits my emotional state. <laughs> so that when Parvati gets voted out, I can be like, okay, she's not really out. You know, there's still a chance. I can still let myself be invested for you know, the rest of the season until it's official. I don't think anybody can quite do that that Chris game again. Because, like, Chris did everything perfect that he needed to, and the game was set up in a way where it was, you know, perfectly waiting for him. And, the, you know, the tribes were, or who was left in the game was set up in a, a certain way and, like, the, you know, winnable challenge for him and, you know, everything just worked out. Yeah, that is an interesting point, though. Thinking about Sarah coming back, like, at the merge or whenever. Mm-hmm. Um, how she'll end up being treated. Because, obviously, you know, their first thing is like, oh, we'll just vote her out again. You know, we voted her out for a reason. But if we really think about it a bit more carefully, suddenly... Right, and he did really, really well. Yep. Right, so then there's like that situation where, even though she's you know, no Rick Devons, uh, it's entirely possible that somebody, he, right, and then somebody can like see her as a, you know, the one vote that they needed to turn the game around for their own alliance or whatever, right? 
And, and then they keep her along for that, and she. Yeah, it's possible. Like that. I'm just looking at our first boot from uh, Jeff Probst. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jeff Probst's winner is Danny. Yep. Yeah. I think he's. He said she was a sleeper pick, right? There was just quiet confidence with her that was unlike anyone else. I just watched a video while you were rambling about something. I wasn't paying attention. Sorry. <laughs> wow, thanks. And nice, uh, <laughs> good podcast yeah, personality. Yeah, I, I think it's it's time to finish this up for today. Wrap it up. All right, well, uh, that is everything we have to say for today. Uh, so if you want to check out other episodes of the podcast, you can go to rngshow.com. Uh, we have all the seasons there that we've been doing since Ghost Island. Each one has its own document. Uh, in the document itself, you can see the draft order we did, all the picks, our winner picks and everything. Uh, that is rngshow.com slash 40. Uh, that last number is basically the season of the document, so you can jump to 36, 37, 38 if you want to go back and see it. Uh, thanks to Mango for editing this episode. Uh, it, we couldn't put the show out without him. He puts a lot of work in, uh, and we all we have to do is talk. Uh, and thanks to Subtact for the use of our theme song, Step Up. And we'll talk to you next week. So, goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Laters. Oh, okay. Uh, where are my dice? Uh... Oh, uh, Amber is my uh, first one out. And, um, oh, my winner pick is Denise. <laughs>